Welcome to another podcast from the Rotary and Community Service Radio Show, which is now in its 17th year. Our show is heard every Friday between 6 and 8 p.m. on Community Radio Station 94.1 FM 3WBC and is also streamed live on the World Wide Web at www.3wbc.org.au. Here is a podcast of a recorded interview, part two of two, done per Zoom by Ian Salick with the new 2022-23 District Membership Director of District 9800, Jonathan Shepherd. The interview was first played by Ian Salick on his show on the 15th of July, 2022. Welcome back. This is 94.1 FM, 3WBC, and you're listening to the Rotary End Community Service Radio Show. I'm Ian Salick. We're talking to Jonathan Shepherd, a member of the Rotary Club of Q and the head of this, our Rotary Radio Show here on 94.1 FM. And most importantly this year, he is also the membership director on the board of Rotary International District 9800, a very important role. Now, Jonathan, I also asked this question a few weeks ago of our new District 9800 Governor Amanda Went, but uh, to refresh our non-Rotarian listeners, what are the geographic boundaries of District 9800? 9800 is, uh, well, all of Victoria is divided into about five uh, regions and uh, districts, and um, it's basically a sort of a, a, a cone or an arc going right through Victoria from top to bottom. But in from starting from the east side, you've got sort of places like Chadston and Burundara clubs, uh, North Ball and Ball and uh, Kew, Camberwell, Canterbury and that sort of thing. It goes across through the main city area, the main uh, CBD area and, and north of the city uh, and out to the west on the western side of the uh, district is Werribee, Point Cook, uh, and Hoppers Crossing and that sort of thing. Then we had north up through the regional reg- regional rural areas of, of Victoria, through Melton, Melton South, Bacchus Marsh. We go up to Gisborne, uh, Mount Macedon, Wood End, and of course, Rochester and Achuta to the north. So if you draw a sort of a line style through Victoria in those areas, you'll see what District 9800 looks like. Uh, somebody once uh, said it looks like a rampant line when it's uh, drawn out on a map, but uh, I find it's just easy to have a long... Uh, on cube, there you go. <laughs> I wonder who said that. Oh, now, uh, you must also mention the Rotary Clubs of Bendigo, uh, oh, Bendigo where, where, yes, our, where our district Bendigo. goes up, because uh, there are uh, about five or so clubs up five there, clubs. Yeah. Uh, up yeah, in the Bendigo area, yeah, and that's a very strong rural component of District 9800. Now, Jonathan, there was a published growth action plan for 2022-23, which was released at the district changeover. And as membership director, you've written about attracting participants in community work to become Rotary members. And you are especially pitching the personal professional development opportunities to younger members. Why is this that important both to Rotary and younger volunteers themselves? Well, thanks, Ian. Yeah, that's that's a really the crux of where Rotary is heading. And I said earlier, the early part of the interview, things are changing in Rotary, and this is part of this sort of change. I think we need, to, as the survival of Rotary, and it's it's got to evolve. It's got to change to meet 
the needs of the younger people. Our research found that uh, the age groups in sort of the 25 to 34 or even 40 grade range is uh, is very important. They, they're very strong volunteer people. And this was borne out by the census. I was interested to see the census numbers. They say exactly the same thing. What a third of Victorians are in that age group. Now, that's the age group that, as I said, is very strong in volunteering, but they don't want to join a Rotary Club. They want to get on and do something, either in the local community, in the wider community, uh, you know, within Australia or overseas. But they want to do something, preferably hands-on. And their idea is that uh, they, they come along to do an activity. They come along to pack something. They come along to dig or grow or... Uh, help somebody, you know, if you look at the example of the Mud Army back in Queensland a couple of years ago, that first of uh, many floods, but the first floods in Queensland, the Mud Army, a whole lot of young people just turned up with shovels to do something and needed to be directed. And I guess that's what Rotary is in a position to do. We're in a position to direct, we're in a position to pro manage a project and help them do that volunteer activity. As I said, they don't want to join Rotary. Why don't they want to join Rotary? Because there's nothing in it for them, or they think there's nothing in it for them. But the key to the networking and career opportunities is that, as we touched on earlier, there's a vast array of people of ages, um, different ethnic backgrounds, different sexes, who have a huge work experiences and networking within uh, work areas and career areas. And they can then use that if they want to become part of Rotary. We can use that a networking opportunity to expand people's growth. And talking about growth, uh, part of that is a there's a growmyclub.org site. And within that, there's a lot of material for career growth and project management, career growth. They can learn to do leadership roles by running clubs or being part of a new form of club, which we're going to call a satellite club. And this growmyclub.org site has so much valuable information. It's like tens of thousands of dollars worth of information and training and opportunities are available there that you'd have to pay that huge amount of sums all to be able to do it, to get it outside. And we're giving it to you for free, plus a personal connection with the right people in your sphere of career to learn from. So there's that opportunity to learn to grow, to be part of a team. And it all looks fabulous. And this is what people are looking for in CVs now. This is what will set you apart. This is to say, I, I've done this work, but I've led these volunteers. I've done this project and I've helped get volunteers to do things, which is a bit different to, to say your traditional command and control in a in a business organisation or a, or a, an area of uh, career growth, but it's it's an opportunity to say I've done these outside and I've been able to work with people. I'm a I'm a working I can work with people and lead people and and they're able to do it on their own terms at, while making a big difference in the community. And that's what's that's where I think we have to go to. Uh, that's my summary of a very long uh, story, but that's where it's all at. And hopefully that makes a bit of sense to some of our listeners. Well, I'm sure it will because the. CV angle is very important for young people when they're going for a new job because Rotary is respected as an organisation which is well run. It's not tightly run, but it's well run and it gives an opportunity for those prospective employees to give that extra little bit of cream to uh, an employer and it, it is good for their personal self-development, something that Rotary is hammering very strongly at the moment 
for individuals in the workplace and young individuals especially. Jonathan, the booklet that has been produced at that changeover talked about, and you mentioned it briefly a second ago, new project dedicated satellite clubs. What What is a, a project dedicated satellite club? Well, again, we go back to this concept of young people wanting to volunteer, but they want to do something that interests them at a time and a place that suits them. We can't say, I had a club meeting at 12, at 1 o'clock on a Thursday. You have to be there. They can't do that. They want to come to a project and they want to be involved in projects that interest them and that suit them or may even ha- enhance their career. So if you talked about a, a dedicated project, dedicated club, we're going to start what we call satellite clubs. It'll be an integral part of a club, a rot- standard rotary club, but an adjunct to that, or even a cluster. We might have a cluster start satellite clubs initially. And these clubs can be started by those who are involved in it, the young people are involved in it. And they might say, we want to help homeless. We want to help environment. We want to help schools. We want to help uh, you know, migrants. We want to help uh, bees and all that sort of thing. You know, all that sort of thing. So they might have a, a passion for a certain type of project. And we'll establish a satellite club that those people can work on those types of projects under that heading. So it'll be very much project oriented type of club. Instead of saying, here's a club to join and we're going to go and do things, this is a, we're going to go and do things, let's make a club around it. So it'll be fulfilling their specific likes and needs. That's what they're going to be doing. Exactly so, Ian. And, and uh, you know, as I said, we've got to turn the whole club type idea on its head or upside down around the other way so that we're meeting the needs of those who want to be part of us, not saying we're here, you have to join in the way we want. Does that come under that heading that you have in the Growth Action Plan where you've talked about more convenient ways of joining Rotary? Is that a channel through which young people can join Rotary through that project dedicated satellite club? Is that what you talk about in terms of more convenient ways to join? Or is this more of a procedural thing? Well, it's a bit of both, but it's uh, probably be a, bit her- a bit of heresy here. But what we're going to do is say not join Rotary. We don't want you to join Rotary straight up. What we would like you to do is become involved in a Rotary project or a project that Rotary is running. And this might suit you as to say, I'm interested in this, I'm interested in that. And our objective is to have all these listed so you can go on board and say, what's happening this weekend? Or I'm free next weekend. What can I do? Or I've got a the business has given me a day or two off to go and do a community project. What would I be interested in? What can I do? What's in my local area? And you can look at these lists of projects and say, that takes my interest or that one takes my interest. And then I want to be part of that. And then you'll find that after doing a project like that with like-minded people who want to achieve the same objectives, hold on, there's more to this thing. We can can be part of this Rotary Club that has fellowship, uh, has networking, as training, as mentoring, and all these other things and having a lot of fun. So we're hoping that they'll transition from satellite to membership. And that'll take a lot, that'll require work from our members to integrate back the other direction. Instead of again saying, we're here, come and join us. We're going to say, this is what we can provide you. Would you like to be integrated more? Would you like to be more part of it? As well as having a more simplified uh, administrative activity, simplified billing even. Let's do court, let's do monthly direct debit billing and so they don't have to fork up the, the membership fees to be part of Rotary straight up. You can pay every month like you do your um, streaming service or whatever. So it's it's all about easier entry 
it's 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 designed to suit the marketplace we wanted to be part of excellent good thinking now have you set a target for district membership numbers in this 22 23 rotary year have you got i mean i don't want to hold you to it exactly but roughly would you like to add under your tutelage would you like to add 50 new members or is it something you'd prefer to set per club on an average well, I'd like to. I'd like to do really. Let's let's think about this on a cluster basis. So I'm hoping to five to eight new satellite clubs in the first twelve months. Of course, you know the, the first ones are difficult to get started, and they get easier from there uh, as as the project evolves. And members of Rotary learn that this is how we've got to change, and they change their way. So it could take a couple of years for us to get really into this. But I'm hoping to get five to eight new satellite clubs established before the end of the 2022-2023 Rotary year. Uh, and, uh, hopefully, uh, and I hope we've got a bonus program for that, would I? I well, I, I like your form because I asked you about members, but you are you are going for the, the holistic approach of saying clubs. And, of course, they can include many more n- members uh, in each, you know, five or eight clubs. Uh, so I like that. It's a very um, uh, It's a very bold plan, but a good one. You form the clubs and you get people into the club, so you multiply the potential for membership. So it's a good idea. Well, that'll be because the um, the people joining will say we're having a great time. Come on down and join us. If there's a, if I can just interrupt, there's a classic example in Rotary Club of Canterbury. They're packing for a meal, and one of the ones I went to, there were so many people who'd heard about it. So many people came along. We had to have shifts. We had to pull people off the line. You wait over there, and we had to get more people on. There were so many involved in it. And that was because word of mouth. They said, we're having a great time. We enjoyed doing it. We great. Love the fellowship. We achieved all these meals of other people. And they brought more and more people along. And that's what I'm hoping will happen. So, yeah, let's talk about clubs and not numbers. Good stuff. Now, I talked to you a moment ago about how people go about joining the Rotary Club of Q, your own club. But, of course, uh, our program goes out to a much wider area within District 9800. So how do they go about joining a club in their area, what's the first point of contact? Well, if you look at the District uh, 9800 website, and you actually just have to type in District 9800 and it comes up Rotary and everything else. I was always surprised why you don't have to have more detail to find it. Anyway, what we can do there is a list of clubs that are available there, but what we're going to put on there is a list of projects, and it's the projects we're looking at I like and, it. And, and managing the projects and what's available for you that would take your interest as a young person and what's available there and so forth. So... Get onto the District 9800 website. There's a lot of information there. There's actually quite a bit of information that you'd be surprised. Uh, and also how you can join different clubs, different people you can contact, or just send us an SMS via the uh, District 9800 site. That comes to me, and then I can talk to people or others can talk to me, people about um, who are inquiring what their interests are, where we can direct them to the best possible club for both activities, uh, locations, times, and everything else. Good going, Jonathan. Now, Jonathan, you know we've worked together for quite a long time and you know that I always ask this question to my guests and you're not going to get away without answering it. You can be as bold as you like. I'm sure District will appreciate what you say. Is there anything that you would change about Rotary? You've talked about, you've, you've talked about quite a lot in this chat that we're having in terms of the convenience of joining, in terms of satellite clubs, etc. But are there any other issues that you believe would enhance Rotary, change to Rotary? Well, I think we're part of the change. So probably not really in this case, because I think all of a sudden we are 
providing the opportunity to change and to grow and to develop and evolve Rotary. So it is more relevant for more people and different ethnic groups, different age groups, different, uh, you know, different careers and that sort of thing. So I think we're in the process of doing that. So no, actually, it's nothing I'd change because I'm in the middle of a massive change or the beginning of a massive change program already. So yeah, let, let's perhaps review that question. Can we hold it off till the end of 23 and we'll see how we go from there, what what mistakes I've made and what we have to fix to go, keep moving along. But that's probably where I'd be. No, that's good thinking, Jonathan. In other words, enact what you're planning now and then review it and then change it if you need to. Uh, keep the good things and dispense with the things that haven't worked as well. That's a yeah. that's a very good plan. But there's you know there's things like diversity, equity, and inclusion. There's the, the thinking about you know Indigenous uh, First Nations people. There's, there's a, and getting more in touch with refugees coming into Australia. Really being part of the community, and that's where I think we we need to change. Sometimes some clubs can be a little bit insular, and it's going to take a while for some clubs to grasp this change. But you know let, we're in the middle of change, and I'd like to see it move through and. You asked about, you know, what, what, how many more clubs, but I just mean also get the awareness of we are evolving, we are changing within Rotary as well. A good answer, a very good answer, and a, a well thought out answer. Now, another one of my regular questions, Jonathan, what makes a good Rotarian? I think somebody who's dedicated to the role, dedicated to, to helping others, because often said in Rotary, you do things for somebody you'll never meet, you'll never see, that'll never thank you, that you don't even know. You do these things a bit by faith. You step out in faith to do these jobs, and you hope that you're making a difference. You know, you create these food packs, you create other things, and send them off. You know, or playgrounds, send them off all over the world and do things all over the world. And you'll never meet the people you help. You'll never get thanks. And not that you do it for that. You have to be prepared to do that. And I, I admire the people that are able to pour in countless amounts of energy and time, which I'm not always able to do. But the, the, so many Rotarians pour in so many hours and hours of work and their enthusiasm and they achieve so much. I mean, just don't say another thing, you know, and I, I wish to thank them. They're just fabulous people. So I've had experience of different aspects of Rotary, and all I can say is it really is full of a lot of wonderful people who work hard, who have a good time, and um, make a difference locally and internationally. And yet they don't run around and say much. And I think if there's one thing I probably could change would be to say, let's do more, let's let it get out there and be known, because Rotary is a wonderful organisation helps you around the world and uh, very little uh, you know, reward or thanks for what we do. So what you're saying, Jonathan, is it's fine to have quiet achievers. They can be very modest about it. Plenty but at them. the same time, but at the same time, we could do with a little bit more publicity. Because that can enhance membership, a little bit more shouting from the rooftops. Be humble, but be known. Yeah, and cele celebrate our achievements. Just, damn, we do some good work. Uh, you know, ending polio around, the, eradicating hundreds of thousands of cases every year down to two or three with the help of a lot of money from the Gates Foundation and other things. But you hear, you never hear Rotary's name when they talk about this. You just never hear Rotary's name. But one person started it. One person started it. And they've virtually eradicated polio off the face of the earth. What you're saying makes a lot of sense. But I do want to start to finish up. And I, and I ask this question. This is the third question that I ask most of my interviewees. Even the head of the Rotary Radio team has to answer this. At the end of the year, as district membership director what would you like rotarians to say about you jonathan well after just having 
gone through COVID and still going through it, the first thing I'd like to say is he survived. <laughs> and, uh, but it's, you know, I'd like to say as part of a team that was part of the biggest change in Rotary, I reckon, in the last hundred years. I think if we achieve even part of what is planned to be done to motivate and evolve Rotary, then I think we've done a great deal. A membership team and the, the district team has done a fabulous job. So that's what I'd like to say that MVU is part of a team that achieved an enormous amount. Very well said, Jonathan Shepherd. The new district membership director of district 9800 thank you so much for talking to us on the rotary and community service radio show on 94.1 fm 3wbc a show that you know exceptionally well as you're the head of our radio team although this time talking to us on the other side of the microphone and jonathan on behalf of other listeners in the district rotarians and even non-Rotarians that I hope soon become Rotarians, we wish you every success this year. The future contribution by Rotary to making a better world depends on these people you are trying to attract, the, the vibrant and especially younger members uh, and from diverse backgrounds. That's what we need to do. And I am very positive that you are the right sort of person to fuel that. So thank you so much for talking to us. Oh, thank you, and It's great to chat. Thank you for listening to this podcast, part two of two, of an interview by Ian Salick with the new 2022-23 District Membership Director of District 9800, Jonathan Shepherd. The interview was first heard on Ian Salick's show on the 15th of July, 2022. More podcasts can be found by going to the Rotary District 9800 website at www dot rotary district 9800.org.au clicking on more then rotary radio